not only is there an importance placed on documenting the correct date and time of the incident chronologically, but there is even more importance placed on the timing of the illness or injury in relation to normal versus abnormal life events, and the very trigger for the activation of the EMS system for the incident being recorded. Today, we'll take a look at timing in this edition of The Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. It seems like a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised at the number of PCRs that arrive at our office with an incorrect date of service. How does this happen, one might ask? Quite simply, a PCR with an incorrect date of service is probably a product of the author's procrastination. The EMS incident occurs today, but today has been very busy. The EMS provider and the author of the PCR ends his or her shift having not completed the PCR and returns tomorrow or the next day or the day after, and then completes the PCR in the ePCR program upon their arrival at work for the next shift. However, because tomorrow is not the day of the incident, guess who forgot to change the default date of the incident from today back to yesterday or the actual date of occurrence? your billing office most likely does its pre-billing check and notices that the patient signed the authorization form and dated his or her signature with yesterday's date, but you turn in the PCR completed containing today's date. Happens often, doesn't it? Other ways of picking up on incorrect dates of service includes a mismatch of dates on the hospital face sheet or differing dates between the physician certification statement and the PCR. Don't miss the importance of documenting the correct chronology of the events that took place as part of your EMS incident in the PCR. Folks, it is extremely important in both the QA, QI realm, plus proving to insurance payers that the payment they are about to make is justified to document the events that took place at what time and in relation to other events, treatments, and interventions. For operations, protocols are established on the if this, then that criteria. Following them may lead to the billing arena, especially when determining the level of service and the application of the correct HCPCS procedure code for emergency or non-emergency, ALS, BLS, SCT, etc. Take three, where diagnosis coding is concerned, many incidents must be described by documenting timing intervals of the injury or ailment itself. Here's a good lesson in the proper use of appropriate wording in the written narrative portion of your PCR. As EMS providers, we must use words that capture the patient as he, she describes his, her need to call for your help. We document that the medical emergency was a sudden attack or was a flare-up or eruption and can be a convulsion or a seizure that has recurred. We label the incident as acute, chronic, and we etch the treatment and transport scenario in time with relation to other previous and coming events as either post or pre. Describe the patient's need for an ambulance service as regular or irregular. Patients will tell you that their pain is occasional, periodic, cyclical, rhythmic, here and there, or on and off. 
or the patient may describe, and you subsequently document the scenario to be constant, permanent, regular, or continual. All of these word combinations denote time in the sense of relevance and are important in assisting your EMS billing office in choosing the most appropriate ICD-10 diagnosis code to describe the EMS incident when billing to a payer source. I will close with the example of a myocardial infarction, which is one of the most common scenarios that EMS providers deal with almost daily. Consider that an MI can be coded and reported by duration, such as acute with stated duration of four weeks or less. There is a code for an MI that is also healed and old, and there is a code to capture when the patient dials 911 when experiencing distress following recent cardiac surgery. Also applicable can be the subsequent MI, recurrent in nature, which applies to another code. Of course, this list is not all-inclusive, but used to emphasize the point that time and relevance are extremely important in light of the coding decisions made by your billing office following the incident. Thanks for your time today. My name is Gary Harvat. I'm the Director of Client Services with Quick Med Claims. Should you have any questions, don't hesitate in contacting me at clientservices at quickmedclaims.com. Thanks for attending. Have a great day. And hey, be safe out there.